Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 3rd of January, the third day of 2022, providing a vast inventory of 362 days ahead of us until 2023. Today in 1431, six days before being put on trial for heresy, Joan of Arc was handed over by the Burgundians to Bishop Pierre Cachon of Beauvais, an English partisan who would assume a prominent role in her trial. Today in 1496, in a field outside of Florence, Italy, Leonardo da Vinci first tested his pine-framed, silk-covered, 33-foot wingspan flying machine, discovering that his idea was flawed. Today in 1521, um, Martin Luther was excommunicated by Pope Leo X for failing to recant parts of the 95 Theses that he had published in 1517. Today in 1746, Bonnie Prince Charlie's army left Glasgow, Scotland. Today in 1777, George Washington's revolutionary army defeated British forces at Princeton, New Jersey. Today in 1870, construction began on New York's Brooklyn Bridge. Today in 1889, after witnessing a horse being flogged, German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche suffered a mental breakdown. Today in 1987, Aretha Franklin became the first female artist to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Heavenward, between midnight and dawn this morning in that narrow time frame of six hours, far to the north in the north-northeastern sky, the Quadrantids meteor shower peaked at about 100 fireballs per hour from the radiant near the Big Dipper asterism within the right angle that forms between the Big Dipper and the bright star Arcturus. And since the winter solstice two weeks ago, our days continue to blessedly brighten incrementally by about two minutes per day, a big item in the plus column. Nature's reliability, of course, is not always so obvious because nature is also reliably mysterious. This is appropriate for our current month of January, named for the Roman god Janus, who is often depicted as having two faces and who is considered the god of beginnings, of gates, of transitions, of time, of duality, of doorways, of passages, and of endings. A good friend of mine for nearly half a century, Michael Bell, passed peacefully during this holiday season. His death at the end of the year and my mother's at the beginning of the year function as at least one set of bookends for 2021. At the close of both of their lives, they were epitomal examples of folks who were existing only in the uncertainties and doubts of dementia, yet managing to maintain an ineffable kind of grace, virtually an ineluctable acceptance, I suppose. Having been the principal caregiver for my mother for four years, I had at the onset cobbled together a tripartite mantra that went, it is what it is, just roll with it and don't forget futility. The last component came from an RN who'd spent decades in, and brought new meaning to the term, long-term care facilities. Both my mother and Michael spent a good deal of their last days recalling their youth and blending that into their present lives. Michael, for example, was living in assisted living in Louisville, Colorado, while telling us how much he enjoyed his accommodations at the hotel he was staying at in Iceland where in the 1960s he had done some early graduate work for a Fulbright. 
Moving on to other areas of concern, here on planet COVID, where the principal viral variant of late is Omicron, those among us still pretending the plague is not an issue and are not becoming vaccinated are the majority of folks who are overpopulating our hospitals. Currently, the national infection rate from COVID is highest in the 18 to 49 years old bracket, with 54,860 per 100,000, according to the Centers for Disease Control. And when we look at our current 55 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, and divide that by the total cases worldwide of about 287 million, we find that we have so far roughly 19% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. India, however, is relatively close second, currently having 35 million cases. In third place globally is Brazil with 22.3 million cases. Fourth, fifth, and sixth places respectively go to the UK with 13 million cases, Russia with 10.4 million cases, and Turkey with 9.5 million cases. Meanwhile, worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 5.5 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are now at 827,000, up at least 11,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks. Only 1,571 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, 9.2 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in 1956 in Peekskill, New York, Mel Gibson was born as the sixth of his railroad worker father's 11 children. When Mel was 12 years old, his family moved to Australia, where his new friends thought of America primarily in terms of the movies they'd seen. And this became a challenge for Mel, who experienced some trouble living up to their expectations, though the fashioning of an artificial self to win their acceptance turned the teenager into an instinctive actor. His sister recognized this talent and, as a joke, egged him into filling out an application to the National Institute of Dramatic Arts, which among its questions asked for the reason he wanted to become an actor, with Mel responding, I've been goofing off all my life. I thought I might as well get paid for it. His sister mailed the application, and the Institute admitted him. In 1977, he scheduled an audition for a movie that had a budget bigger than the forgettable teen flick he had recently appeared in. The night before, he was in a brawl that left him with a bruised face which serendipitously turned out to be in character for the violent post-nuclear highway patrol film titled Mad Max, and Mel Gibson won the leading role that would, in turn, lead to a series of successful parts in several subsequent films. Of the fortune he has earned as a movie star, Gibson says, My sister wants 10%. Today is also the birthday in 106 B.C. of Roman statesman and philosopher Cicero. In 1793, of American teacher, minister, abolitionist, and feminist Lucretia Coffin Mott. In 1892, of British writer J.R.R. Tolkien. In 1894, of American silent screen and later sound film actress Zazu Pitts. In 1903, of Welsh-American actor Ray Milland. In 1909, of Danish-American comedian and pianist Victor Borgia. In 1916, of American actress Betty Furness. In 1926, of British record producer George Martin. In 1932, of American actor Daphne Coleman. In 1939, of Canadian ice hockey player Bobby Hall. In 1945, of American musician Stephen Stills. And in 1950, of American actress Victoria Principal. 
From Arno, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the third official week of winter. Happy New Year, everyone.